This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. All right, happiness check before we start the show today. Uh, Kristen, scale 1 to 10. 10. Oh, my God. This is like adult prom night. It's the best. With, and 1 is like, I'm so depressed. Where are you at? Um, I'm definitely not depressed, but I am stressed. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, like, Bart was gone all day dealing with one incident. So I'd say I'm at a six. A six? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm just stressed. Okay. And I want all of this stuff. I need some bows on some projects so we can push them to the side. I got a lot on my mental load right now. You need some momentum. Some of these projects to, like, be done and move on. Well, it's not even just projects, but it's, like, yeah. Last night, he and I had, like, an hour-long conversation about things that are going on, and it was just, like, one thing after another. And I just I just need things to chill out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's between I mean. the two, you guys are just projects that you're working on. Oh, no, on. that's the thing. He and I are great. We're, we're awesome. Jimmy is awesome. It's just external stuff. Which we do, we have some control over other things, not so much. I just, either I need them to go away mm. or I need them to finish. Right. <laughs> Limbo is the worst in anything. Yeah. Anything. Uh, I had a therapy session yesterday. Oh, nice. Aww. Was it? I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I'm just frustrated with the redundancy of myself. I'm just sick of hearing myself bitch about the same things. <laughs> I really am. I, I walked out of that session yesterday, and the last thing I said to my therapy therapist was, hey, thanks for the redundant session. Why don't we just record it and I don't show up next week, and we can just play the exact same thing. So, But I'm that's a-, a revelation in it of itself, no? Oh, no, I've known that for a while. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, how you just get, like, stuck in moments, and mm-hmm. you hear yourself saying the same thing over and over again, and... People are asking you, like, hey, are you okay? And you just don't even want to share anymore because you're bitching about the same things you've been bitching about forever. And you know what it is? It's me. That's it. (laughs) It's just me. So your number is? Uh, I'm competitive, so I'll say it's 6.1. Okay. Because I I just don't want to be at your level. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, where are you at? I'm not nearly as competitive, so maybe I'm a (laughs) 5.9. I'm kind of in, like, a similar boat where I feel like my the redundancy in my life is self-sabotage and that's been like kind of the story of my life for like the last couple weeks and yesterday there was a particular incident where I just completely self-sabotaged and 
I'm sort of over myself and overdoing the same things over and over again, getting the same results. So you know what? I'm at a 5.9. <laughs> you, and I th- it sounds like you and Bert are almost in the same boat. Yeah, right. We have this, we're stuck in this redundancy circle. I would like to get off the boat. It's, I know. That's the thing. Like I can see how to get off of it. All I got to do is dive in the water. Well, I'm okay. afraid of water. One, one person has <laughs> one person has to stay on the boat, and the and that person that stays on the boat has to push the other one off. So at least one of you, at least one of you, please push me, put me out of my misery. How cold's the water? Because he can survive these cold plunges. I can't. No, it's it's nice and warm, and like it's like bath water. But it is shark infested. Yeah, uh, and I'll stay in the boat. Hold on a second. I'm gonna put some weights on my ankles. You can push me. Oh my! <laughs> it's got dark. It's six a.m. Maybe I'm not at a six. Yeah. I'm about a four right there. I'm guessing. Mo is going to be somewhere near an eight because he had a big day yesterday. Wow, you put a lot of pressure on yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Um, I, I, eh, I probably had a seven because of yesterday. Okay, let's talk about it. I think outside of yesterday, I probably would have been at a six. Um, I've been stressed, so yesterday kind of came right on time. And I think I'm in this weird place in my life where I'm like looking for something that maybe doesn't exist. And I, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, but just... Something that'll give me a bit of a spark, I guess, almost. Like, I'm mm. stuck in this rut, in this routine of feeling like I'm just doing the same things and not really doing something for me, per se. And I think normally in my life, I, when I feel like that, I would kind of shut down and go into my own little place. But, well, this job doesn't allow us to do that, mm. so it's which is a good thing at times. And so yesterday, uh, I got to meet my little for the first time from the Big Brother program. And it was it was great because I realized when I was um, getting ready, it was something I had to look forward to for the first time in a long time. And I think when I come off vacations in full transparency, I come off a bit of a high. Sure. And then I'm trying to find that again. And so um, when I it was it's so funny because I don't remember the last time. I had like a first date where you like really are like, what do I wear? Or, what do I, and that's how it felt. Like, you know, when I'm meeting him and his mom for the first time and um, I, I don't want to be late. And I, I was really rushing. So I was panicking because I'm like, I want to make a good first impression. But traffic was crazy for both of us. So we both got we both got there a little late, which was it ended up being right on time. So tell me about the um, before we even get into like the first face to face and when you meet him eye to eye, um, the ride over there. What are you feeling like, man? Like, is there crazy amounts of pressure because this is you're going to become this kid's role model man or is it uh is there a comfort in it in that you know you're doing something good and there's some purpose behind it also or what's that ride over like a little bit of both i uh i was nervous for sure and i'm i'm in this place where i'm like um actively trying to practice not overthinking because i just sabotage everything with my overthinking so as i'm in the car that's when I'm reminding myself that everything is going to be okay. It's all going to work out. It's all for a reason. I'm meant to be in his life. He's meant to be in mine. This is the this is a part of my purpose. And so that's growth right there. Right. Yeah. I just keep trying to remind myself of that because yeah, like old me, I would have been in a full blown panic of just thinking that I'm not good enough. You know, and why why me? Am I the person? Am I going to mess this up? But I was just trying, genuinely trying not to overthink it. I think I was more focused on the traffic and trying to be on time than anything else. <laughs> okay. But um, when I showed up, I got there first. So I was kind of like waiting for them to walk in. And I genuinely was actively trying not to overthink it. And I kept trying to um, anticipate what the very first meeting would look like when he, when he walked up to me. And the moment they walked in and uh, I said hello, I mean... It's like everything went out the window. Uh, his energy, like, I was the shy one. He was not the shy one at all. Like, he was ready to go. <laughs> I mean, he immediately took to me. It wasn't anything like I thought it would be. He wasn't shy at all. He needed this. Man, it was like I was blown away. It was like we had known each other for so long. You know, and mom was like, um, great to meet you. 
Um, I'm gonna go sit over here at the bar, do my work. You guys go have at it. Uh, I took him to a place called Andretti's. I figured yes. that would be a great choice. Yes, go spin cards. Them out. Spin yeah, them out. it's a big place. Show who's the alpha dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, let's have some competition, <laughs> in which he's very competitive. And I mean, immediately he was like, "Oh, I love it here. It's so big. What do you want to do?" I said, "Whatever you want to do. We can do all the things." So he's like, "We can do everything." I'm like, "Everything." So we did. So is this a, a family that has a financial need also? Yes. Just, okay. Yeah. So it's so and and I th- and, and like I said, they're they're new to town, so they don't really know anyone. He doesn't have any friends yet. He's he just started school. He's into baseball. We talked a lot about baseball. Of course, I tried to push him towards basketball. It didn't really work. <laughs> but uh, but he loves baseball, so I'm gonna have to take him to some batting cages. Of course, uh, coming up. But I mean, instantly it was like. You know what I realized? I, I don't think I ever truly focused on the fact that I've, I've just always had three sisters. I never had a little brother, I, and I never thought much of it. I just, I have sisters, it's fine. But, like, in the middle of us just going from game to game and getting on to the car games and the sports games and competing with each other, I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is, <laughs> this is really awesome. Like, I have a little brother for the first time. Yeah. And we got to talk about sports and school and sneakers and, I mean, you name it. And he has this competitiveness about him that I love because he's, like, big on the claw games. That's his thing. Hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, like, really good at this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah? He's like, no. Like, really good. He's like, they, you know, they rigged the machines, but I get it anyway. And he's 10, right? He's 8. 8, okay. So I'm like, okay, well, show me. So he's like, okay, what do you want? And I was like, a Batman. Goes and gets the Batman, first try. <laughs> Goes and gets just gets just gets in the, just gets the Batman. What else you want? I was like, okay. so then they have like the really big like balls in that one machine, and everybody is trying to get them, and the machine is dropping them one by one. And he's like, see, they don't know, they don't know which one to go for. You got to go for the one that's closer to the hole because then if it, let me just show you, you want one? So I'm like, yeah, I want one, man. Give me one. Sure enough, he goes in there and gets himself one. He's like, this one is for me. I'm gonna get you the blue one. <laughs> and then he gets the blue one. So I got the big blue ball to represent like our first meeting together. And it was awesome, man. It really was incredible. Aww. So when you leave You're beaming, by the way. I know, right? It was I had a lot of fun yesterday. <laughs> I think beaming. I was the kid between us. You've raised my mood from my six point one to like a seven five right now. Well, look at that. Um, so when you leave there, all right, how you feeling about it? I mean, cause I'm guessing in the moment you guys are playing games and you're enjoying it. I don't even know you have a, a, a time to reflect while it's going on, but when you leave, then how are you feeling? I, f- I felt great. I felt like, uh, well, I love the fact that he didn't want to leave. That that meant a lot to me. Like, he, mom was like, we got to go. There'll be other times. We're going to see him again. You know, we'll come back the next time. And he was like, all right. But it, it showed me that he, like you said, he needed it. Mm-hmm. And he had a great time. I think uh, I felt fulfilled. I just felt like I was so nervous about nothing. It, it worked out. It went so well. I had so much fun. And I think the both of us are genuinely looking forward to the next time we can see each other. So I, it, I felt amazing, man. It was great. So you left that place feeling totally fulfilled. And then sometime between then and 6 in the morning this morning, something happened to bring you down a little bit. I didn't get a lot of sleep. That, yes. you need more contentment. <laughs> I, need, I need to go back with my little bro. That's great. Congratulations, Aww. man. Thank For you. all of you guys, that is fantastic. Dude. I appreciate it. That's a great way to start the show. Yes. Sir. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. He went off on a solo vacation for three weeks, and his wife said, You can go, but there's just one rule. I'm telling you guys, I don't get this solo vacation thing. I know you like it. Oh, and yeah. I know it's been a very spiritually healing journey. But if my dude came to me and was like, yeah, I want to spend three weeks alone without you, without any contact from anybody else, I would be like, mm, that sounds a little weird. I think when I was 25, I probably would have reacted the same way. Yeah. But then life beats you down. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to go away for almost a month. I love my husband. If he wants to go away for a couple weeks, 
Have fun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just text every now and then. I just, yeah, yeah. Don't even need a FaceTime. Just text me. Let me know let that me know you're, you're safe alive. Right. you're alive. We should probably send you on one just so you can see, like, what it is before you judge it. For three weeks? No, well, that's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, I'm like, I'm on board with that. Three weeks of paid vacation? Fire me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do Collins every morning, 730, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I think the longest I ever went was a week. Yeah. Three weeks is a long time. Yeah, so that's what Matthew McConaughey did when he was writing his book, Green Lights. And this book has been out for a while, but he's been doing some recent interviews, talking about it, reflecting on it. And when he was speaking about the experience, he said that when he told his wife, hey, I'm going to go five hours away, all I'm bringing with me is tequila, steaks, water, and my journals. That's it. Like, you can't contact me. She said, that's fine. But the one rule is... There are no rules, which is very cryptic. And he said that was a very freeing thing when he was writing all these life lessons and trying to put down his entire life experience to write what would be a very successful book in like 2020, I think it came out. So she endorsed it. She's like, go ahead, go do your thing, go be you. She endorsed it. But to me, like, I mean, if I can't reach you for three weeks, that would give me so much anxiety. Because it's one thing to go off on a solo vacation. But if I can't text you and you're out in the middle of the Texas wilderness. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be down with that. Plus, and when you have kids in the mix, that changes everything. Plus, it's Matthew McConaughey, who can have any woman in any bar that he walks into. She's very secure. But he's not doing that. He's literally, like, using his Airstream, going out in the middle of Uh nowhere, drinking tequila, eating steaks, and writing, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) But but how do I know that? I can't contact you. Yeah, you'd have to have a pretty secure relationship. You know, on a sidebar on that book, and I really like Matthew McConaughey a lot, this is the only autobiography that I've ever read where I read it, and I'm like, I liked the person less after reading it. Yeah, I know, Tommy, you're a big fan of it. Well, I listened to the audio book. Yeah. And it was great. His voice is so calming. Yeah, and I really liked him. I just felt like a cheese ball. Oh, it came across like that? <laughs> For me, a little bit, yeah. I know, and I've never done that with a book because I don't read, but <laughs> um, when it comes on social media, uh-huh. there's certain like celebrities I'll follow, and I follow them for a little bit, and I was like, this is not what I thought I, I signed know. up for. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to hit the unfollow button. Sorry. That's my biggest fear when people follow me. They're like, oh my God, Abby from the Bird Show. And then they're like, this girl sucks. <laughs> I feel the same. There's so much pressure when people follow you. Okay, so Summer House's Lindsay Hubbard and her now ex-fiance, Carl, they canceled their wedding. And the repercussions, obviously, I know suck for them and their relationship, but for their friends... I think it might be worse. So if you don't know who these people are, they're reality stars on Bravo. They're on a a show called Summer House. And Summer House is basically when these New York socialites, they go off to the Hamptons every summer and they get in one house and they hang out with all their friends. And so it's a big friend group essentially on reality TV. So you know when a wedding comes around, it's this big group of friends, also any of the other Bravo reality stars. And when they announce their wedding for fall, they decided to do it at a resort in Mexico. Now, the thing about this resort in Mexico is now that their engagement is off, apparently the deadline for canceling all the guests' rooms. No. Yep. You can't, you can't, they've all lost money. It's every, it's every single person that was going to attend this wedding has now lost out money because of the timing of their engagement getting called off. And if I am one of these guests, mm. I am furious. Sure. But would I still go on the vacation? I think so. Hell Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, you're going. I spent that money. I'm going. I'm definitely going. Um, if you can't get your money back. I'm sitting here, depending on, 
I mean, they're reality stars, so they, they, you know, they probably do well for themselves, but they're not making bank. Mm-hmm. I would feel like you owe your guest something, especially if you wait, like you called it off. Mm-hmm. But then you're also, you're ending a relationship, and I know that doesn't, like, that doesn't come lightly, and I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision to make. And when you sign up to go to a destination wedding, it's a gamble. Like, maybe they make it to the altar, maybe they don't. So you're gambling on the couple, and you're just going to have to take that one on the chin. I mean, people have already spent money on that vacation, so I'm with you. I would just continue to take that vacation. In fact, I'd be relieved I don't got to go to a wedding. 100%. (laughs) Worked out better for me and Ian. Man, I'll go go on that little banana boat thing. (laughs) I'd rather do that than sit at your wedding. Facts. The cast of Dancing with the Stars is out. I'll tell you which Bravo stars will compete for the mirror ball on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. No, you go out with a woman a couple of different times or maybe once or twice, and you, you don't owe her an explanation of why you don't want to say You don't owe her that, but it's a decent thing to do, right? And it only takes a second in a text to say, hey, just not feeling it. And if you're both mature, you should be able to walk away and go, okay, I'm not going to take this personally. It's just not, we're just not meant to be. But... A lot of people are cowardly, and they can't even send the text. You can't even send the text, and that is ghosting, and we are anti-ghosting on this show. Um, And now there's one dating app that's not putting up with ghosting either, even though I'm not exactly sure how they're going to enforce it. Oh, yeah. So if you are a serial ghoster, you might want to get off Bumble while you're still ahead because people can request to ban you from the app if you ghost them. So if you're on the app, you know that sometimes when you're in a conversation with somebody, it's kind of going nowhere. Things kind of fizzle out and the conversation just ends. That's not specifically what I'm talking about. On Bumble, if you both agree to a mutual hangout, a mutual date, and one of you does not show up, that person can get reported via their new uh, I guess you agree to agree to policies when you when you sign up for Bumble. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but a part of their new policy. <laughs> like anything you sign, like yeah. you don't know what you're really signing. Oh, they yeah. could say that if you go somebody, they're allowed to come over to your house and tase you, and you just say, <laughs> "Okay, I'm cool with it." But you never read that. Yeah, but, the terms and agreement. If you are the person that reads all of that, you are a unicorn. But in the fine print, it says that they can report you, and somebody can investigate the situation, find out if it actually happened, and if you. You stood somebody up after you agreed to meet up with them, you can get kicked off Bumble and then you'll never find true love. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's lovely because as somebody who has been stood up before and is still not over it, I am thrilled at the idea of a bunch of dusty people getting kicked off this app. Now, is there, what proof do you have to show that you did indeed get ghosted on your date? Because I'm worried that some people might be vindictive and mm-hmm. get on there and like had a bad date or somebody said something wrong and they report them even though they didn't. Well, because it's so new, I, I mean, there's no like, uh, you know, cookie cutter yeah. response, I think. But what I could imagine is they'll probably go into the messages and see what was said. Hey, do you want to go meet up at um, O'Charlie's at 5 p.m.? Sure, I'll see you there. Here's my number. Here's a photo of me at O'Charlie's at 4.59. Here's me at 6 p.m. crying in the parking lot because I didn't show up. Probably <laughs> stuff like that. Got well, it. Well, if you set the date for O'Charlie's and you get ghosted, you kind of deserve that. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with O'Charlie's, sir. Should have gone to TGI Fridays. <laughs> All right, today we call it uh, Follow-Up Thursday because today is uh, Thursday. So is. you guys hit us up and you're like, hey, Birchall, whatever happened to blank? And we do the homework on it. We get you guys some answers. And in this case, it was done by Penny McNally, who hits us up and she says, hello. 
Please do a follow-up Thursday on the story from March. Should she ret out her pregnant co-worker to get a promotion? Did she expose her co-worker's pregnancy? Who got the promotion? Thank you. From Penny. All right. For those that may not have heard or remember this, her co-worker was holding out on telling her boss she was pregnant out of fear it would affect her chances of getting promoted. Instead of keeping her co-worker's secret... Our listener wanted to out her pregnancy to the boss in the hopes that she would get promoted instead. We all advised her not to say anything. However, our listener became an asshole. Her next plan of action was to blackmail her coworker into coming clean. How did her conversation with her coworker go? Did she ever speak to the boss? Did she out the pregnancy? Update reads. So, I didn't take the advice. Sorry. And I did go to the boss about it. I really thought I was doing the right thing. I was protecting myself, but also the company. But it didn't go as I had hoped at all. My boss pretty much told me to mind my own business. I tried to explain my side, but nope, it was a brick wall. So she got the promotion, just as I was afraid of. And they made it clear that I would be the one expected to be picking up all the slack while she'd be off with her newborn. Just what I was trying to avoid. All the work with no reward. So for the past six months, I kept my mouth shut, played the good employee, and just went with the flow. Everyone assumed I was just going to buckle down and handle her workload when she popped. They didn't even bother to check in with me or discuss how we'd manage everything. Just assumed I'd be fine covering for her. Well, I had my own solution planned. Two weeks ago, I handed in my resignation. Yep, just like that. I figured if they didn't need my input six months ago, why bother giving it now, right? I mean, I tried to bring up my concerns, but got shot down. So it's not really my problem that they have nobody to cover for her and no backup plans. She's due any day now, and I guess they'll have to scramble to figure things out without me. Not my circus, not my monkeys, as they say. On to greener pastures. Okay. I mean, where do you go with that? (sighs) I still hate that she tried to out somebody in their pregnancy. And I think the boss saw that. Like, it, it, it was a very shady thing to do. But them expecting you to take over all her work without any additional compensation. So that's what, like, teams do. Normally you have one person. You'll, you'll break down their responsibilities and, like, you know, divvy them out. But you handled it the way you thought you should. I wonder if that was on purpose, if they if they didn't necessarily reach out to try to help because of the fact that mm. she was trying to out somebody, and that was kind of their way of saying, since you went about it this way, well, now you're on your own. Universe takes over, yeah, right? Yep, you okay. earned it. All right, well, we got our closure. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so Cassie is not strong enough to make this decision herself. So she is coming to you guys to guide her on something very important in her life this weekend. And if you can help out, one eight five five Bircha. And I think the girls will get this probably a little more than the guys. Feeling reckless. Libra, apparently, I'm not a big astro- astrology person, but my friend is. Libras have entered their villain era, and I am a Libra. And I really have been feeling different before she told me this. Like, there's been a change. It's probably the hormone therapy I've been doing, but I feel good. Can we explore this for just one second? Yeah. Libras are entering their villain stage? Yes. So apparently... Okay, villain era. Yeah. Era. Very much. Okay. Again, <laughs> I don't understand a lot of the like in-depth astrology, but apparently Libra and Aries as well, because you're an Aries, right? <laughs> no, you're not the villain. I'm the villain, but well, you're like, you're some cool change. I don't know. Something with the lunar nodes, but it's like a time of change for us, and we're supposed to be feeling like I'm feeling good. I'm taking 
taking no S. I'm cutting out toxic people. I'm taking charge of my life. And I felt that before I found out that I was in my villain era. <laughs> we have a very big Burt Show photo shoot this Sunday. Uh-oh, that means somebody's getting fired soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got plans in place okay. to, to protect against it's, it's that. It's a running joke on this show that whenever we do a team photo shoot, somebody ends up leaving the show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't. I'm already stressed about it. But it's it's going to be great. But I have had the itch for a very long time. Not a jock itch, like an actual itch, a hair itch. <laughs> I've been wanting bangs. And I've wanted bangs since early this year. And I've every time I get my hair cut, I'm like, it's summer. I've got curly hair. I can straighten it. I'm like, they're going to go curly. I'm a mom. I don't have a lot of time. But this time I'm feeling it. I've got a hair appointment today and I want to <gasps> do the bangs. And so I need people to vote. Do I, and this is a new stylist who hasn't cut bangs on me before. So let me put it that way. Like that's, it's a gamble. But I want bangs. Mm. And you have had bangs before. I have. And, and they, they are good. They are amazing on you. However, you had them with longer hair, mm-hmm. not with shorter hair. Yes, and more time because it was pretty children. It was yes. pretty being married. So it's it's a gamble. It's hot. When my hair get when I get hot, I sweat, my hair goes curly. I, I have kids, so I don't have a lot of styling time. It's right before a huge photo shoot. These images will be used in like perpetuity because I'm gonna become super famous one day and then we'll find these on the internet. Mm-hmm. Do I get bangs? Um, one eight five five Bird Show. If this photo shoot is as important as you, forget it's about us. All right, it's an important photo shoot. Why would you take the risk going right into such an important? Because I'm in my villain era. <laughs> I'm feeling reckless. I want to change. I want to shake things up. Bert, I was watching you as Cassie said the words, "I want bangs." Damn you! And let me tell you something: <laughs> you can never play poker. <laughs> You have this one tell when somebody says something and in your mind you're going, oh, no, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. You do this slow blink that lasts for like five seconds where you close your eyes and then they reopen three seconds later. See, because we're all looking at Cassie as she's talking, yeah. but Tommy has a bird's eye view. Oh, yeah. I looked at him straight on, and there was that blink, and I was like, I know what he's thinking. Uh, I need to see the video of that so I know how to hide it better. Um, <laughs> it, 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 this doesn't have to do with you and bangs. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of bangs. The look of the bangs. Oh. I, I Yeah, it's my least favorite look. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to get them then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't. <laughs> I say it. yes to bangs. After the photo shoot. Ugh. Have you had them before? Yeah, yeah. She, and she, they're phenomenal. They look great on her. Pull up a picture and let's see what you look like. All right, let me find one. Here is uh, LaJoy. Good morning. You are on the Burt Show. You vote yay or nay to the bangs before the big photo shoot. Hi. Um, long-time listener here, and I'm also a fellow Libra. So, hey, Cassie. What's up, fellow villain? Yes to bangs. Yes to bangs, but no to bangs with the new stylist. You don't want to have a, a new stylist doing a new hairstyle on you because you don't know how she's going to do it. So I would say, yes, get the bangs, but you want to try her out and make sure you like her first and that you like her work because it'll be horrible for you to get the bangs and then you hate them, but because she did them, not necessarily because they're bad. LaJoy has the wisdom of Buddha. <laughs> Thank you Valid for point. Thank you for calling. I mean, that's <laughs> like the groove shot, like what, like the last photo shoot we did five years ago, you had bangs. Yeah, I had bangs. 
Oh, yeah. 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 I don't look off so good. I was also like 40 pounds lighter. So that's (laughs) going to. No, I mean, well, it it does, though, because it frames your face differently. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, and I don't want this to sound creepy. I think you're beautiful. So I think that with or without bangs, you are going to look stunning this weekend. Um, so I don't even really think it matters. Why don't oh, you thank just... thank you. No, I am taking the <laughs> Just keep, just keep is... your hair like it is and use those pictures you just showed us. <laughs> don't go to the photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you look younger. Save some money. You look younger. Thank you for the compliment, Bert. I will accept that and receive it. Um, uh, is she... Is, LaJoy, is what she's saying, like, accurate, though? Like, yeah. you, you probably, even if bangs are a good idea, this is a new stylist, and they just don't know It's a gamble. Yeah. Yeah. It is a gamble when you go to a new stylist and have them do anything that's, like, e- extreme. And I, bangs, bangs are an extreme sport. Yeah. yeah. Here is Tammy. Good morning, Tammy. You are on The Burt Show. Extreme sport. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. Hi, Kathy. Hey. Love you. You're beautiful. Please don't get those bangs before that photo shoot. Okay, thank you. Thank um, you, Tammy. Yeah, you're going to be upset, but you're beautiful with bangs. But don't do it before the photo shoot, because if you like it, then you're screwed. Mm, that's true. Mm, can't you, like, even if it comes out all screwed up, can't you do something like editing or something to mm. make yourself look pretty? <laughs> <with Photoshop? laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. Oh, because we're going to have hairstylists at our photo shoot. What if you start the photo shoot with no bangs, <gasps> and then halfway through, oh. they cut bangs? How long does it take to cut bangs? Not long at all. I wouldn't think so, huh? based on that look. What no. if you do that? <laughs> That's kind of genius. Right? That's tempting. I'm going to have to mull that one over. Okay, mull it over. Because Ooh. the people that we're having, because they're my stylists and they're really good. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, do, like just an idea. That way you have pictures with bangs mm-hmm. and you have pictures without bangs. So you can choose which ones Ooh. you like better. That'd be pretty gutsy right there. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this when it comes to stylists. Even though they know you. Correct. And you have been working with them for a long time. They know your hair. Correct. But with rookie hair, would it be the same thing? Well, I mean, if it's a quality stylist, it doesn't matter. And this is this is a quality salon, and these are quality stylists who are like very well versed in what they're doing and have been doing hair for a very long time. So I would trust them, and I trust to endorse them to do my friend's hair. Hey, Kylie. Good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi. Okay. Bangs or no bangs? Go for the bangs. Um, my daughter actually cut her bangs after I told her not to. And I came home, and she had already cut her bangs. And she got upset about it, and she said they were too short. But after about a week, they looked perfect. And even during the week that she didn't like them, she used the headbands and just pulled them back into a ponytail. Okay. She ended up loving them at the end of it. And it didn't take very long for, you know, just a week for them to be perfect on her. So, What was that term she used? A headband? No, she said something about it. She turned it back and it and it did what? Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, no, I, I just heard, if they were, I guess, too short. So she put on a headband and pull, pulled them back. And it looked fine? Yeah. Well, yeah, because then you just get it out of your face. So I could wear a headband. I could rock one of those. All right, last call here. Hey, CJ, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Good morning. Cassie, you got to order some removable bangs. That way you can just snap them on. <laughs> and then if you don't like them, Take them off with the photo shoot. Yeah, snap on bangs? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know these were, these were a thing. Yeah. There's all kinds of snap on hair, man. Really? Yes. Uh, can everybody get snap on bangs? <laughs> 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 One picture of all of us with bangs. I love it. I love it. All right, so what are you going to do? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how reckless I'm feeling. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> all right. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. Get it? The Bird Show. How much do you really have to reveal about your dating past when you date somebody new? She is starting to date this guy she really likes, and she's wondering, should I tell him about her his, her own cheating past or keep it to myself? And she's wondering, do I just ditch this guy or continue to date? Need you to tell me what you think because I'm in this kind of new situationship. I really like him. Like, really like them? (laughs) Way more than the guys in the past. So I don't want to screw it up. Well, I kind of have this thing from my past that I'm not sure if I should bring up or not. Here's the deal. In my last three serious relationships, I kind of, sort of cheated. I know it's way wrong, but I know that I've grown so much since then, and I swear I would never even think about doing something like that again, especially with this guy, because he's just the sweetest. But but now I'm like really stuck in my head. You know, should I tell him about what happened before, even though I'm a completely different person now? Or should I just keep it to myself? Because it's in the past and all that. I really don't want to mess things up with them because things are going so great. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like it's kind of wrong to keep this secret, even if it is old news. If he were to find out in the future, do I score points for being honest up front? Thanks, guys. Seriously, I appreciate any advice you can give me. I'm just really confused and I don't want to make a mistake. And then the heartbroken emoji. Mm-hmm. We have to define the word secret. Like, is that a secret or is that just your past? I don't think it's a secret. I don't either. Because you don't really tell 
people typically everything you've done in life. You, no. You may not tell them. If you don't tell them on purpose after they ask. There you go. And I think that's different. I wouldn't say a word to them. Um, and here's why. I think that goes on your permanent record. And you're starting anew with a new guy. And you're not that person anymore. So even if you tell him that you have done this in the past, once you sort of confess that, you plant the seed of doubt that it could happen again to him. And you already lose, I feel like, trustworthy points, even though this hasn't happened on his watch. But Abby, didn't you talk to an infidelity specialist on one of your episodes of the Breakup Breakdown and that maybe she is that type of person? Yes. So <laughs> I actually, I interviewed a genetic scientist who did like a deep dive on infidelity and infidelity can actually be genetics. That's not really your fault. Um, so <laughs> I know that you think that you might not do this in the future, but this could actually be a pattern based off of your personality type. And so while I don't necessarily think she needs to divulge anything to this guy, at least right now, if it's a part of your story and it's something that as your relationship progresses, you want to get more upfront about, I think that's totally fine. But this guy is never going to know unless you cheat on him, then he'll know, but, <laughs> which infidelity scientist says that you might. So draw a little red flag for yourself. Mo, you start going out with a woman. You're very excited, right? And she tells you uh, the third time that you guys have gone out with each other that she's cheated on every guy that she's ever been with. I would probably stop dating her. That, that to me, would be a red flag enough. I mean, because sometimes, I mean, history doesn't always repeat itself, but I, I do think if if she's done it three times, there's, there's a good chance she'd do it again, and I wouldn't want to take that risk. But that's a question I would ask because I do think it matters. But a lot of people feel like the past doesn't matter. So he might not even care. He might start you with a clean slate. And never even care if you what you've done. So I don't think you bring it up unless you have to. Yeah, this is kind of a strong platform of you that you feel like you should know everything about the person that you're getting in a relationship with. Yeah, like I've told you before, not necessarily everything, but I do think it's funny that in life you get background checks anytime you are about to invest in something, whether it's a job or it's a, a, um, a home, it's the military. They ask you about your past for a reason because they are investing in you. So they want to know who you have been. But in the dating world, a lot of people will tell you it doesn't matter. I don't see it as if it doesn't matter. I do think people can grow, but I also would like to know everything that's on the table before I decide to invest my life in someone. I'm going to let her know right now, if I receive this information, if somebody told me this, that I was dating, you have now colored the lens of the relationship right. for me. And I, I am not going to be able to look at our relationship the same way because that little seed of doubt has been planted in the back of my head. And every time I don't get a text or um, I, I'm just going to potentially catastrophize a la <laughs> Abby. <laughs> All right, so if we're going around the room and giving advice, you say, don't say anything. I say keep your trap shut. Cassie. And also keep your leg shut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a little too late. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't Same say reasons anything. as Kristen. Don't cross that bridge unless you get there. Keep it to yourself. Go to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Don't say anything. Oh, look at us being all unanimous yes. and whatnot. Don't say a thing. <laughs> the Burt Show. Hi, Rebecca is at a crossroads here. Being very vulnerable and wondering <laughs> if this is really something she wants to do. Yeah, I'm kind of being driven out of my apartment and I have a big question and I don't know if I want the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> okay. So I really love my apartment. It's so small. It has like zero natural light. And it leaks every time it storms the ceiling. Sounds wonderful. It has a charm. <laughs> it's like you're living in a rainforest. <laughs> Despite that, I still, I love it. It's the first place I've ever lived in where it's just me. 
I've filled it with so much glitter and knickknacks, and I've been a Karen and got so many amenities that like improved. It's been kind of amazing, and I've been there for I think like a year and a half at this point. But I am being driven out by the aforementioned water damage <laughs> because with water comes a fun little thing called mold. <sighs> yeah, yeah, mold has entered my life, and mm. I don't see it exiting soon. But for some reason, my leasing office. Like, their priority is not to help their residents. Mm. Not sure why. Most very familiar with that. <laughs> Absolutely. They don't help me at all. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to get them to even come down and diagnose the problem, like, take a look, and they kind of give me all of these emails, and it's just like, okay, we got to, like, get through the drywall, blah, 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 we'll try this. They don't show up, blah, blah, blah. So for the past month or so, I've basically been living at my parents more often than in my own apartment. Because for those that are not familiar, mold is dangerous and you're not supposed to breathe that in. Yeah, I'm scared. I don't want to be like Mm -hmm. around that. I am in a really small condensed space. I don't want to be breathing that in. But my real problem is now that I've been living at my parents' house, I kind of like it too much. (laughs) Getting a little comfy there? Yeah, does mom make dinner every night? Is she doing like your laundry and stuff like that? Yeah, what's appealing about okay, it? Okay, not my laundry, but uh, yeah, she, oh God, there's so many pros. She she is like an almond mom, so she's watching me with everything I eat, so I'm so healthy. I go on walks with my dog every day. Mm-hmm. I get to watch Seinfeld and Jeopardy every night. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> they have a great house. Like, they have space for me, you know? Every Everything is perfect. And I like being with them. And I think they like being with me. They did just have their 30th anniversary and I was sitting on the like couch in my PJs watching <laughs> Jeopardy. And I think that was kind of like a last straw for them. But I really like living there. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how embarrassing is it to temporarily, like maybe for a year or two, that's, move back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking for like a, a couple a of months. Mo- like a month. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. said like temporary and then you for a year. Okay. Yeah. That's not really temporary, but yeah. okay. You're moving back in. Okay. Yes. Like if I moved back in with my parents for like a year, saved my money, I could like get my own place. I could get like a condo. So how embarrassing is that at 29 hmm. when I'm this close to 30? So I'll have you to refer be- to you guys on this one because times have just changed. Yeah, like when I was 30 years old, if you were living with your parents, you were a loser. Okay. Those times have changed quite a bit. Uh, so I think the perception is very different now. Yeah. You know what's not embarrassing? Being financially independent and stable. And so I stayed with my parents for about a year and I was able to accumulate so much money that when I'm ready to buy a place of my own, I will need no man. I don't need no help from my parents. I'm ready to do that. And it is kind of nice to have people take care of some of that domestic labor that like single people are used to doing. You come home, your apartment's messy. Great. Like even though you're tired from the day, you've still got to clean that up. Having mom and dad around to kind of help that out is going to alleviate so much mental stress as well that I'm very much for this. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I think you should go for it. And who cares what other people think? That's true. I shouldn't care, honestly. And I really don't. Like when you, if you're, so you, you, you decide to do this. You'll be living with your parents when you turn 30, okay? Mm-hmm. Screw what everybody else thinks. How are you going to feel about yourself when you turn 30 and you're living with your parents? 
I won't be unhappy. I feel like the thing that's holding me back is I think it's going to really put a damper on like my love life. Like no, I don't have is. a yeah. Just ask Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how would you feel about that? I mean, you're 36. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you feel about you go out with somebody for the first time? They're 30 years old, and she tells you that she's living with her parents. Ooh, um, that just answered it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was coming from that angle. Honestly, it would be the circumstances. Like if, if it was a situation where she had always been with her parents, I probably would be a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. But if she tells me that she ran into some times where she wanted to move back in for a little while temporarily, I don't see anything wrong mm-hmm, with that at mm-hmm. all. You are in a very, it, what's going on with your apartment really sucks. So that's not lucky. But I think if you step back and look at the picture, it is a very fortunate opportunity that you would have to, one, your parents are cool with it. Yeah. You could save all your, and then buy your own place. Like I would jump at this opportunity because here's the thing like you have a small window Mm -hmm. because the further into your 30s get the more difficult it's going to be to give up that privacy and go back to living with your parents if i were you i would 100 percent do this right now here is heather good morning you're on the bird show thanks for calling in morning everyone um first i'd like to say hello to Kristen and tessie and um 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 oh my gosh i forgot her name i'm sorry i met y'all at the backpack giveaway (laughs) and Kristen, i was the one that had my grandson and i told you that i call in all the time oh i do remember you and you were so sweet thank you for coming out thank you and um i would like to let rachel know rebecca i'm sorry rebecca you're good it's one of those mornings. No. You're good. <laughs> Anywho, um, she does have options if she wants to stay in the apartment. I had this happen in Cobb County, and I was in an apartment for a year and a half, almost two years, and it constantly had water damage. It would flood, literally flood, for like two and a half, three inches of water in the apartment every time it rained. I was on a bottom unit. And you can contact the Board of Health or the, um, depending on your county, like I went to Cobb County um, Board of Health, and they had an inspector come out. They do it for free. They inspect the entire apartment, and they will make the apartment complex fix anything, not just the water damage, but anything that's wrong with the apartment within 90 days. And if not, then they have to pay for you to move. Oh, wow. Huh. That's okay. great advice. Thank hey, you. Thanks for calling, Heather. Wow. Thanks for being a great P1. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. Uh, here is Kendra. Good morning. You were on the Bird Show. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to say I think it's a great idea. My daughter and I, she's 24, we just bought a house together. And I think with um, all the stress and anxiety in the world, I think it's nice to be around, like, your parents and, um, you know, live around people, not alone. And before, back in the day, people used to live with their parents until they got married and went off and did their own thing. And if that's happening later in life, that's just the way it is. See, if I was, like, Italian, this would be fine. <laughs> Are you Italian? Call me Francesca Buca de Beppo. They do have delicious <laughs> pasta. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The contractor for one of Kanye West's homes is suing him after he was fired for not agreeing to some very... Very weird demands. So Kanye has a a home in Malibu that he wanted renovated. So he hires this contractor. And TMZ says that Kanye told this contractor, hey, I want no windows and no electricity in this house. What? So this is the thing that proves he's certifiable. So you buy a home and it's right on the coast. It's on the beach with this beautiful view of the ocean. 
You don't want any windows to look at it with. What are you? Idiot. What sense does that make? (laughs) So (laughs) the contractor's like, you know what? Even though it's dumb because you could be looking at this million dollar view of the ocean. Not only is it dumb, it's also like kind of unsafe. He (laughs) apparently the lawsuit said that he expressed concerns. He's like, this is kind of dangerous. But then apparently Kanye really got upset, raised his voice, and then was like, well, we'll, we can move generators into the house if we really need electricity. And then he's like, that's not a good idea either. That's kind of dangerous. So apparently the contractor is claiming that Kanye threatened him and said that he would be considered a quote-unquote enemy if he didn't comply with his demands. Um, So the contractor put his foot down. He's like, I'm absolutely not doing that. Kanye told him to get the hell out. And now he's suing Kanye for various labor code violations and also for unpaid wages um, because apparently he only paid him for like a week of work. All of that, you only get paid for one week. I mean, it was Kanye West. It was probably like a million dollars. But still, I would be furious if I was this man. I feel like at this point, knowing what we know, anybody who goes into business with Kanye... It's your own damn fault. I was thinking the same exact thing. Why would you work with him at this point? How much money do you have to have? I just Googled it. The average listing price... In Malibu, which doesn't necessarily mean it's even on the coast, is $6 million. That's average. That's average, right? So let's go ahead and say $10 million for this home that's right literally on the coast. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead and shut all the windows. I want it completely dark <laughs> for 6 or $10 million. See, that's somebody... I, it's getting to the point where like, you think you're like a genius and this is genius behavior, but... It's actually quite the opposite. I think he crossed that line a few years ago. <laughs> I think about a decade ago. I think so. Okay, so when I was watching the VMAs, of course, I was watching my girl Taylor Swift, and she mentioned something funny. She's like, you know, um, I love working with this producer, Jack Antonoff. We're going to be working together until we're 2089. And I really thought, how long do artists have to make music until people are just kind of like, sit down, this is enough. And I wonder if people feel that way about Elton John. So Elton John just finished up his tour. He said that's the last time he's ever going to go on the road. But apparently that is not the last we are going to hear from him because his lyricist said we can expect to hear a lot more from him soon. Has any of his new music been played on the radio in like decades outside that one that he just did with Britney, his own song? Uh, Has he done any new music that's made it on the radio? Not that I've seen. The only thing I know that we played at my last station was we played that remix with Britney. I think he might have had a song with Dua Lipa too. He did. And so it's sort of... It's nostalgic more than anything. It's it's repurposed songs that were huge and, you know, that people my age know because they were so mm-hmm. iconic. But I haven't, I cannot, I could not name an Elton John song that's been released in the last Mm-mm. five years. And he's doing the smart thing. I think when you get to a certain evolution in your career, mm-hmm. um, hooking up with other more popular artists, younger artists like totally. Dua Lipa and Britney is really smart to keep you relevant. But I can't think of the last time he's done a solo thing. It's so smart, but I... I If I was that rich, if I had that much money, and if I had already established myself as such an icon in the in the field that I was working in, I would I would want a break. Does this man not want to sit at home with his kids Mm. and not have to worry about what his next song is going to be? You think you've earned that at that point? Yeah, some people really love what they do. Imagine Mm. that. (laughs) (laughs) And they they just want to pay for it, right? Yeah, it's weird.
Speaking of Taylor Swift, people keep DMing me. They want to know if I have any insider tea on whether or not she's dating Kansas Chief tight end <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't didn't the story start weeks ago when he like showed up and couldn't get to her and he yeah. was all upset that he couldn't get like a note to her or something? This is weeks ago. Yes, he made her a friendship bracelet and he wanted to give it to her at his concert at Arrowhead Stadium. Hold, put, hold on a second. You're telling me that this big ass tight end yep. uh-huh. from the Chiefs sat yep. down yeah. and made a friendship bracelet for well, her. I don't think he did. I think he had somebody make it for him. But yeah, it had like his number on it and everything. Yeah, not number 87, like his phone number so that she could hit him up. And Fresh off a Super Bowl, too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> and apparently she doesn't talk to anybody because she sings 44 songs. Now there's a rumor going around that they were potentially hanging out. All I got to say is he was recently videoed on his podcast, New Heights. It's amazing, by the way. It's really funny. He was spotted wearing a John Mayer t-shirt. And all I got to say is if I'm dating Taylor Swift, I do not want to wear a t-shirt with her ex on it. That's bad news. He was just in the news for surviving a murder plot. Now he's dating a controversial reality star. I'll tell you about this guy on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. The Burt Show. So I can just imagine our listener showing up, or not our listener, but our listener's co-worker showing up to work, and she's got this new boyfriend. She's so proud, and he loves her so much. This dude's gone over the top. Bought her this Louis purse that she's showing off around the office. Problem here is that our listener realizes that this Louis is a fake, right? So... She's wondering, do I just let her have, like, her moment with her man? Or do I say, hey, just want to let you know, that's not even the real deal. Cassie's got the email. Help, Bert Show. I have this nagging feeling that I need to intervene, but I'm worried I'll be perceived as a jealous, lonely meddler. My true intent is to look after a work friend, and I think saying something to her is the right thing. Or maybe that's just what I've convinced myself of, which is why I need your input. Jackie and I have worked together for several years, and she's my work bestie. We primarily hang out at work, but we also occasionally hang out outside of work. We work in an office setting with a significant amount of people. We're both lower-level employees surrounded by high-power executive and CEO types. Jackie recently started dating this guy she met on a dating app. It's pretty fresh, so much that I haven't even met him yet. She gushes about him constantly, how successful he is and how much he dotes on her. The only thing I know about him is what she tells me about him and what I've seen on social media. I haven't told her, but his social media comes off like he's constantly trying to flex. I don't get the best vibe from him, but again, we haven't met. Jackie came into work the other day on cloud nine because her new man bought her a Louis Vuitton purse. She's never owned a designer bag before and is over the moon about it and him. She's showing it off to everyone. While I was in the bathroom, I heard one of her colleagues, who's a label whore, telling another coworker that her Louis is fake. She could tell by the coloring, stitching, and I kid you not, the font of the label. Do I tell Jackie her man is scamming her with a fake Louis, or do I mind my business? I also really don't want people talking about her behind her back. Yes, I'm single, but I want to reiterate, I'm not jealous of her. I want my friends to find love and be happy. I just don't want them to find fake love. Mm. Abby, what do you do? Well, as a fellow jealous, lonely meddler, I would like to lend my <laughs> advice here. <laughs> Look. Save that. <laughs> Please. Look, if I'm you, I, I think this is really sweet. I think you're actually really coming from a good place because you want to protect your coworker and you don't want people talking bad about her. But at, at the end of the day, you can't control what people are going to say. Yeah. And really, the only thing you're going to accomplish 
by telling her that it's fake is you're probably going to make her lash out at you. She's probably going to be like, my man would never get me a fake purse. But B, if, if she really does believe it, you're just going to make her feel bad about this thing that she's really proud about. I think you should let her live into Lulu Lane. Yeah, but wh- this dude, I feel like he's, th- the purse is a scam. The purse is a fake. So does that make him a fake? And sh- should you warn her about this mm. dude posing as one thing who is really another? That's where, because I want her to be able to have her moment too, right? But now it's not even about the purse. It's about the sketch who gave her the purse. Does it make a statement about him that he is giving? Now, we don't even know that he said like this is an original or anything. He just gave it to her, oh, I guess it's assumed. It's assumed. assumed. Right. Yes. So this makes a statement about him that this dude's not trustworthy? It, well, yeah. If you're trying to pass off, if you're trying to like flex and you're trying to impress and you're buying somebody something and you're deceiving them, like he's deceiving her by giving her a Louis and making her believe it's real when it's fake, that's a problem. One eight five five Bird Show. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, so I actually had this happen to me. Um, I would say that give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, let's face it, men, we're not exactly the the best at knowing fashion and what's legit and what's not. There is a very real possibility that he thinks it's real and he got it. Mm-hmm. Look so at you being optimistic. Him, you might do it from the approach of, hey, mm-hmm. just so you know, you know, he might have gotten scammed too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just <laughs> take it from that approach. That's a say. pretty... That's a pretty damn good observation right now. Wow. Yeah. We are so jaded that yeah. we, never even, <laughs> we never even thought like, oh, yeah, maybe he's the one that got yeah. scammed. <laughs> I think it's good policy on this show not to give guys too much credit. And we <laughs> we wanna, literally gave this dude <laughs> right. zero credit. I actually kind of feel bad now. I mean, yeah. I think you would know, like, if you're in you New York know. City, right, and on the side of the road, you're going to buy Louis Vuitton for $12, yeah. and you know that that's fake, but... He may not. Did he go to a store? I mean, if he got it from the Louis store and it's fake, then I understand how he got scammed. If you got it from my man on the corner at Canal, like, you should know that there's a chance that the bag might not be real. I'm probably not saying anything at all. Not my business. Who cares? I mean, let her have it. This would come down to level of friendship for me. If it was a really good friend, I think I would say something just because I think he might be a scam just like the bag. But if it's a co-worker or something like that, I don't think I'm... Because you're messing now with your work environment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Another call here from Mike. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. You're on the Burt Show. Good morning. Hey there. Um, I was actually just telling the, uh, the phone speaker there exactly what you guys just came to the conclusion of. You know, just because he he could have gotten this and he thought it was a job. I'm not saying he picked it up on the side of the road or something. Maybe he spent a couple hundred bucks because he wants to. We can't assume the guy is just scamming her just because he might have got suckered into buying a fake Louie. The girl loves it. Well, do you want to date a sucker, though, Mike? Do you want to date a sucker that doesn't know the difference between a real and a fake Louie? And to the men announcement, if you pay a couple hundred bucks for a Louie bag, it ain't real. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Mike? That I'm I'm scamming you. Because that's what this girl's going to think, is that you guys are talking crap behind her back. Give the guy a chance. Maybe he is trying to play. Maybe he wants, maybe he's like... I grew up without a bunch of stuff, and I'm, I'm glad that I've achieved all this, and I can give this girl what I think is a real one, and then she loves it. Good call, Mike. Let the man do his thing. He's not necessarily scammer. You don't know he is. These girls can't come out there in public and say, I know it's a fake because I worked with persons for the past 10 years, and I know Louis Vuitton, and I'm going to show you why it's a fake. I love so, this call. Mike is... My, we have some passionate men today. Mike is feeling it today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.
So Katie here, our producer, got out of her comfort zone. Was it over the weekend? Yes. Okay, what happened? So I'm the type of person where I don't like to publicly go out alone. And I've tried to do better about this. Like, I wasn't the type of person that would go to the movies by myself. Let's dig into this for a second. Why not? Um, I don't know. I just have a... It's not a fear. It's just a weird feeling of being alone in public settings. I find odd and just... You feel like I don't look, know what to do with myself. You feel like you look you look pathetic? Yeah. You think I, anybody notices, actually, that no. you're alone? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I used to feel that way. Okay. I used to always think that too. someone's like, there she is, the loner. Like the whole home is looking at just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how much I love mm-hmm. going to restaurants and eating by myself. Mm-hmm. I admire it. I think when I was younger, I probably did have that opinion. Like, why are they eating alone? And now I really respect it a lot. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can eat alone or go to a movie alone and mm-hmm. has that kind of confidence to need people around them to entertain them. I, I think that's very attractive. That is very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's honestly because I don't like being alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Uh, um, and so I've tried to push myself out of my comfort zone and say, Katie, go do it. Go, go, go. And now I can go to a restaurant by myself. However, I'll stick to certain restaurants. I'm not going to go to any just regular, regular restaurant by myself. Regular, regular. I, I go where I know the bartender, you know, so then I have... Then uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I go where everyone knows me. <laughs> I'm going to go alone to the restaurant. I'm just going to be meeting all my friends there. <laughs> it's technically alone because they're working, you know? They can't just sit and talk to me the whole time. Yeah, right. But I, can have some, I can have some conversation. So, um, I went out to this event over the weekend at the Underground Atlanta. Uh huh. And it's been a year since I've been to the underground. Underground is still around. They're, they're reviving it. They're oh, bringing it back. They've been reviving that damn thing for 25 years. <laughs> Can I tell you though? I watched Katie's Insta story. It, it it looked awesome. Really? Yeah, it did. It looked really really awesome. Mm-hmm. For for Abby and Mo who don't know about the underground, you want to like explain yeah, the history so of it in un- Atlanta? Underground back in the day was a place where everybody they used to have bars and restaurants and it's it's in downtown Atlanta and it literally is underground mm-hmm. and it used to be the party scene back in the day. Now, I have been here for 20 years. And it feels to me every three years, another contractor comes in and says, we are going to capture what was there in the 70s and 80s, and we're going to do it all over again. And it never, ever takes off. Well, I think they're doing better because the event, it was called uh, Red Bull Unlocked. And what they did is invite all the popular restaurants, bars and lounges to do a pop up at the underground. (laughs) And then they also did a concert. And it was like several DJs and like Waka Faka performed, Big Frida performed, and there's all these places. And so when I went there, I had friends that were supposed to be coming with me. I was like, hey, guys, we're going to this event. Like, yeah, yeah. The day of, everybody backed out. They all bailed on you. Everyone bailed. Wow. How does that feel, Katie? Because you've never done that to anybody. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. My oh. how the tables have turned. <laughs> oh. It was definitely my karma. Looking karma. <laughs> yeah. I definitely felt bad. Okay. I was like, damn, Katie. Okay. <laughs> this is how it feels. Um, and so when that happened, I was about to not go to the event at all. It's like, Katie, you know what? We're staying inside. We're watching movies. All right? Because... I don't know what to do yeah. by myself, especially in a party environment. That's way different than going to a bar. Yeah, it is. And then I was like, no, Katie, we're going to do this. We're going to we're gonna take that little leap and go and party alone. Okay. <laughs> party alone. That does, that does sound kind of sad. <laughs> so when I go there, one of the pop-up places was Bar Vegan. Now, Bar Vegan is my spot. 
I can go to Bar Vegan alone. And I went in there and saw my bartenders. I was like, uh-huh. alone, but not alone. <laughs> so I was like, I'm safe and in my bubble. And um, I really couldn't stay there. So I just went and ventured off. Uh, I hated it. I had so much anxiety. I just didn't know what to do for a while. I was just looking at my phone, trying to like look at Twitter and stuff. And I wasn't enjoying myself. Um, I had like one drink and I was like, no, this is not it. But by Red Bull number two. (laughs) I don't know why I was energized. You had wings, man. (laughs) (laughs) And so Magic City was there. And so I went to Magic, Magic City. Did a pop up? Yeah, they did a pop up. I love it. Do you it. know what Magic City is? <laughs> it's like uh, the most renowned uh, strip club in uh, Atlanta, and they have great wings. Oh, wings are amazing! <laughs> oh my god, seriously, they're so good. fire! Jesus. And so that was my first time trying their wings because they were handing out free wings, and that's how they reeled me in. Yeah. Free wings and strippers. And so- <laughs> Get you every time. It's <laughs> a great combo. Yes, and so then I started to loosen up, and I just started to tour everything. Like Claremont Lounge was there, MJQ was there, like all these known places that are. Home to Atlanta. Like, I got to see Blondie for the first time. I've oh, never seen Blondie. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. She performed right for me, right in front of me. <laughs> so, um, Blondie is iconic in Atlanta. She is a 60, 70 year old stripper in uh, at Claremont Lounge. That's what they're known for. They're um, elderly strippers. Yeah. I thought and you guys were talking about the rock band Blondie. No. I haven't told you the best thing yet. <laughs> she crushes beer cans with her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she does it for you. It's like a huge honor. Really? She yeah. only does it for a select few? Well, I think she's actually retired from that part yeah. of the game. So when yeah. she does do it, it's like a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's a really big deal because I've tried that before and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried crushing cans with your boobs? Well, I didn't try. It was successful. Yes, I'm really? crushing. It was an empty can, but it yeah. hurts. Yeah, hurts yes. empty cans also. Yeah. yeah, so she does that for you. Like, she is inflicting pain on herself. You have been chosen. Yes. I'm surprised at 70 she can still do that. Aren't they, like, just, like, tube socks at this oh. point? <laughs> Don't you? You can insult a lot of people in this city, but I will not stand for this. I just, I just looked it up. She's 66. 66. Okay. okay. So going strong. So then by the end of the night, when Waka Flocka came out and performed, I was hype. And I just made new friends, and I got to talk to other people. And by the end of the night, I was proud that I pushed myself to go out. Yeah. Because I still had a good time and I was like Katie you can go party alone and have a good time and I don't regret it because it was lit good for you <laughs> did you get a chance to sit down with Blondie and she can mentor you <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> a good future head you yeah. get you on the right path <laughs> yeah I think I noticed that most people don't even notice and when you're yeah. in a party atmosphere like that although it did sound strange the way you said it I think that people just assume that you're there with other people anyway I think so, too. But I'm with you, though. It feels awkward for me. It's always felt awkward for me. I don't know why. Still today, it's something. I mean, I I enjoy being alone. And in certain settings, I'm fine. Like the movies, I go alone all of the time. But something about, like, going to a bar or to a party, I I can't even really explain it. It just feels so awkward to see everybody else, like, engaging (laughs) with their friends and their company. And I just feel like I'm just sitting there like, oh, all right. (laughs) This is as good as it gets. Well, I remember being impressed yesterday when you told that story about going out to a party because your dude was drowning in the shower. Uh And I was like, he went to a party by himself. I could never. But maybe 
maybe something like that where it's less like less pressure going out in a local spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mo, you were so focused that your friend was dying in a hotel room, and you said, and you just, <laughs> and you decided to go solo by yourself. That's impressive, man. I didn't know he was drowning at the time, and I was in Colombia. I don't know how long I'm gonna be there. I'm going to that party. <laughs> so now that you've done it, mm-hmm. and the night ended up great, and you met an iconic figure. Will you be more comfortable going out the next time? I believe so. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to try to do is push myself out to do that more often. Yeah, you're going to notice. Nobody cares. We're just not that important. Yeah. Seriously. People don't even notice. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.